can be so easy to get caught up in all of the things we feel our kids need to learn to be caught up, to not fall behind, that sometimes we neglect the most important thing, their relationship with God. Today, we're talking about how you can make this a priority in your homeschool because this is the one thing that will truly, truly change their lives more than any job or any accomplishment. So let's dig into how you can use your time, your energy, and efforts wisely to teach your children how to have a relationship with God. Hey mama, welcome to the Nourished Mom Podcast, where you're going to learn how to find balance between homeschooling, housework, and all the other things. God is calling your family to a life of peace and goodness, even on those days when you're trying to remember why you chose to homeschool, you just want a minute to yourself, and you're overwhelmed with a million things to do. If you're ready for simple routines, time management strategies, and biblical mindsets to transform your days from on balance to intentional, then you are in the right place. So set those kiddos up with some Legos, some independent work, or whatever is gonna keep them engaged for the next 15 minutes while we dig into today's show. Welcome back to the Nourished Mom podcast. So I'm wondering, what what are your goals for your kids? What do you truly want for them? So a lot of times when we talk homeschool, we're talking about worldly success, right? Like, what are they going to do for a job? How are they going to support themselves when they're older? And how we as homeschool moms can help cultivate their strengths and their talents But it's so important that we don't lose sight of kingdom success. And sure, yes, I think that the careers and those things are important. Like, I don't want my kids to struggle financially. But more importantly, I don't want them to struggle spiritually and emotionally. And we have a unique opportunity as homeschool parents, as homeschool moms, because we have so much time with our kids, so many opportunities to teach our children so that they don't have to struggle spiritually and emotionally. We can be an example to them and train them. Proverbs 22.6 tells us to train up a child in the way that he should go, and even when he is old, he will not depart from it. And the word for train is the word Kanak, which I'm probably saying wrong, but I, I do love to look up the, the original definitions. And it means to teach a particular skill or type of behavior through practice and instruction over a period of time, right? So this is what we're doing as homeschool moms, right? But it's also defined as to dedicate, to devote something to a particular subject or purpose, to devote your time, your effort, or oneself to a particular task or purpose. It's so important that we're devoting our kids to the right purpose, right? And we're training them up for the right things. When we look at God's word, he clearly tells us what the most important things are, right? In Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven, 37, it says, You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. The Bible is super clear about what is most important. In Deuteronomy 6, 
6, it tells us, And these words I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. Right? We are supposed to teach our children what is most important. We're supposed to teach our children God's ways. This should be a priority for us. And I think that if I asked you, you would say, of course, that's a priority for you. But I want to know, is that priority evident by how, how you spend your time? Are you putting the appropriate time, effort, and energy to teaching your children about God, to teaching your children how to have a relationship with God? Today, I want to talk about two ways you can prioritize this in your life. So number one, we need to talk about your relationship with God. You need to be in the word, mama, right? This week I was reading Ezekiel and Ezekiel was called to be a prophet to Israel. And But first, before he could go and speak to Israel, God told him he must be filled with the word of God. He said, eat the scroll, fill your stomach with it, receive it, internalize it, right? He needed to digest it before he could be a messenger of that word. If you want to teach your children the ways of God, This must be your first priority every day. You must eat the word and digest it. Ezekiel 3.10 says, All my words that I shall speak to you, receive in your heart and hear with your ears and go to the exiles, to your people, and speak to them and say to them, Thus says the Lord God. Fill yourself up so you can fill up your kiddos, so you can go to your people and speak to them and tell them all the wonderful ways of God. If you don't have a routine for this, if you don't have a time that you can sit down and read God's word, you need to make one. When can this happen for you? And I don't want it to be once a week or twice a week. When can it happen for you every day? So when we're talking routines, you've probably heard me say, you need something that triggers you to to do the thing. So what can you attach this to that happens every day that will trigger you to open up your Bible? Maybe it's just when you wake up. Maybe it's before you go to bed, when you sit down in your bed. Maybe it's while your kids are napping. But I want you to pick a place, something that will trigger you in your day, every day, to open up the Bible. Maybe for you, it's just five minutes. Maybe that's all you can start with right now, and that's totally okay. Start with the five minutes. Maybe for you, you read your Bible every day, but you need more. Maybe you can up it to 20 minutes. Where can you fit that in your day? The second thing you need to do is to make prayer a way of life, right? We need to speak to God all the time. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18 says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Every time you're anxious, you can pray, right? Philippians 4, 6 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And I don't know about you, but I can tend to get anxious over little things throughout the day, especially if I'm not in the word. If I don't feel like my kids are getting their their lesson work done, I can get stressed. When they're refusing to sit through our Bible study and they're making a ton of noise, sometimes I get stressed. Sometimes I think that they just turned into rude little monsters and I wonder, where did I go wrong and I get stressed? Guys, these are opportunities to pray. 
right? To let the Lord know what we need, to ask him for his strength, to ask him for his wisdom and guidance. Let your requests be made known to God. And if you're like my house, there are many opportunities throughout the day to to let your requests be made known to God. Many times where I can tend to get anxious. And maybe prayer in the in this situation, like maybe it doesn't come natural to you. And I get it. My natural reaction was to yell when I became anxious or frustrated. That's how I was trained. My dad yelled a lot. We grew up in a house where there was a lot of yelling. But I want a better way for my family. So recognize what sets you off. What are those little things throughout the day that make you anxious or that trigger you, um, that make you get upset? And plan ahead to pray instead of yell. Plan ahead to pray instead of worry and get anxious. And then we can make prayer a habit. Not only pray in the moment, but choose times throughout the day when you'll pray. You can set up a trigger, right? We're talking routines, a trigger routine and a reward. What could be your trigger? Maybe it's mealtimes. And guys, I know I'm always hooking things up to mealtimes. I'm telling you, if we didn't eat, we wouldn't get anything done. But be specific. When can you make prayer a routine for you guys or for you specifically? Even maybe when you're doing the dishes, that could be a time of prayer. Folding the laundry, nursing the baby. When can you pray throughout your day? Things that happen routinely throughout your day, make that a habit. The other thing to do is to worship and give thanks to the Lord. If you're feeling frustrated, if you're feeling anxious, nothing is going to turn it around as quick as thanking God for the things you have. It puts it in a whole new perspective. I know you know what I'm talking about, but sometimes we forget to do it, right? So incorporate worship and giving thanks either into your prayer time or you know different times throughout the day but make sure you set aside time for this because it's going to change your mindset and prepare you for the rest of the day and then as always when you're hit with those anxious moments and anxious times feel free to worship and give thanks because it will change the way you're looking at all the things I promise you. Okay, so these are the things that you can be doing to really pour into your relationship with God. And the other priority that I want you to focus on is helping your children pour into their relationship with God. It's easy to prioritize teaching them manners, teaching them how to speak when they're out in public, teaching them how to be a good friend and to communicate with people. But we can't forget that our children also need to learn and be taught how to communicate with God and to have a relationship with God. So the same things that are going to build your relationship with God are going to build your children's relationship with God. And you are the best person to teach them how to do that. So be in the word with your kids. And devotionals are nice. They're great and they have a purpose and they have been a blessing in our lives. But nothing has the power like the word of God. Even if you think your kids won't get it, I encourage you to open up the Bible and read God's word with your kids and speak it over their lives. So when can you open the Bible as a family? We have breakfast and Bible time. I just like the way that sounds because the two Bs, right? Is that an acronym? What is that? I should know that, right? I'm a homeschool mom. I should know these things. Um, breakfast and Bible time. And um, so that's just when we're reading, when we're eating breakfast, we open up the Bible and we, we read the Bible. I usually have some verses picked out ahead of time um, that, you know, might reflect the atmosphere of our home. Sometimes we really have to focus on, you know, <laughs> 
completely like our anger and um, overlooking offenses. So I'll pick out some specific Bible verses that will speak to that. But sometimes I just open up the Bible. Like we just opened up and read Revelation the other day. And it was really, really cool. And everyone really liked it. Um, I've recently felt called to start reading a couple of verses at dinner when our whole family is present. So open the word with your kids. Open the word with your family. Pray with your kids. Make it a habit. Make it a routine. When can you do it? What's your trigger? Maybe at breakfast, at lunch, all the meals, right? Because we know that meals are a perfect trigger (laughs) before bed. And don't only do it as a routine, although it's helpful to get you in the habit of remembering to pray throughout the day, but pray when you need to, when someone's hurt or upset when things are going wrong or when things are going right too, right? Let's pray when things are going right. And teach your kids to pray. Don't always be the one to pray. I've fallen into that. Like I've always, everyone looks to me because they know that I like to talk. (laughs) So they look to me to say the prayer. But it's important that we let our kids do it. And I like to help guide them with five steps of, you look at like your five fingers One is praise. So we we praise you, Lord, because you are awesome and amazing. Give thanksgiving. We're thankful for our family and our food. Um, Intercession, asking God to help the people around you. Like we pray for whoever needs prayer. Confession, which sometimes I find is the hardest step for my kids. Probably the hardest step for us all, right? So I also let them know that they can do that step in private with God. Um, But confessing our sins, right? And then petition, asking God for our daily needs, our requests, the things that that we, we want and we need. So teach your kids how to pray. And then teach them to worship and give thanks. My favorite thing that we do is I sing this little song because I love singing. Um, It's what are we grateful for? What are we grateful for? What are we grateful for? And I don't know where I picked it up. You guys have probably heard it. I don't know where I hear it. But we do this every morning while I'm cooking breakfast. And then I'm like, what are you grateful for, Silas? And he'll yell out what he's grateful for. And then I sing it again. I yell out, Forrest. And he yells out what he's grateful for. And then I sing it again and I yell it out. And we do this every morning. I also do it in the car, you know, just when I think about it. Or I especially do it when everyone's complaining. And everyone's probably like, Mom, stop. Break it out in song. But, you know, a nice, good song can totally change the atmosphere and the mood. I also like to start the day with some worship music while we're doing our chores. And a lot of the songs the kids recognize from church and they'll sing along. And it's just a great time to worship and get our minds set on God and the things of his kingdom. So what habits and routines can you develop that will help teach your kids how to worship and give thanks? So I know it's so easy to get caught up in all of the things that we feel like we need to be doing, all of these things that seem so urgent that sometimes the important things seem to get pushed aside. Like sometimes, and it happens to us, that like our breakfast and Bible time, well, we're skipping breakfast today because things didn't go as planned and we got to get out to co-op. And then that means our Bible time gets skipped. So it's not a perfect thing to have these routines in place, like things are going to come up, but having those routines in place is definitely going to help you be intentional to to make sure you're spending your time on the things that are actually important to you. And then when if they get messed up, you know what, do your Bible time in the car, like there's always ways to work around it. But walking with God is a way of life. 
So we'd have such a great opportunity as homeschooling families to be a daily example for our kids and to train them daily in all of these things. And right, I said setting up habits and routines is a perfect way to be intentional so we don't get caught up and let the day slip away without focusing on these things. But don't forget to let the Holy Spirit lead you. Pray, worship, open the Bible when you feel called to. Even, guys, even if it means skipping the history lesson, right? These are the most important things. We want to raise children that know God, that love the Lord, and love others. And maybe you've got this down. Maybe you are doing these things. But I ask you, how can you pour into it even more? And if you're not doing great at this, that's okay. We've all been there. We've all started somewhere. We all digress and get caught up in all of the other things. But where are you going to go from now? How will you steward your time, your energy, and your efforts wisely to make it a priority to teach your kids how to have a relationship with God? And remember, it starts with you. First, you need to build your own relationship with God. And let us know. I want to know, what are you struggling with in this area? What are you like doing real good with? What are some habits and routines that you do as a family that are really working for you? Share them with the other moms in our Facebook group because we can all build each other up and help each other on this journey as we train up our kids in the ways of the Lord. Mama, I hope that this episode has blessed you. I pray that the Lord has his hand over your family, that he fills you with the spiritual and physical energy to train your children wisely and to use your, use your time and your efforts wisely to steward the blessings he has given you. In Jesus' name, amen. Real quick before you go, if this podcast blessed you or inspired you in any way, could you please take a minute to write a review on Apple Podcasts? Writing a review is the number one way that you can help me to reach more moms just like you. And reading your reviews truly inspires me and encourages me to keep doing this work. Also, don't forget to connect with other like-minded mamas in our Facebook community so that we can encourage and uplift each other on this journey. The link to the Facebook group is in the show notes. Thank you for listening, and may your heart overflow with God's peace and love. God bless.